just out of order because it's not the expert, so our numbers don't have to add up. That's true. Yeah. How about we just I, say, I this the is... intro? I was curious. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode 69 of College Football nice. Pod with not the experts. <laughs> um, we are joined with by Titus. Joined with Titus Hello. here to sprinkle in some uh, college football hot takes. And our man of sorrow, Chris mm-hmm. Wesley, the Georgia hey, fan. So, let's start it out hot. Titus, take it yes. away with some hot takes or um, your takeaways. Well, first, Chris, I just want to ask, um, on episode 17 um, the other week, we um we had a discussion about Stetson Bennett, who I referred to as Stetson Barnett, and I compared him to Bo Nix. And I just want to know if you still got that same energy because you were very offended by that that I compared Stetson Bennett to Bo Nix. I seen a lot of Bo Nix in him uh, Saturday night. Um, Are you still on the Stetson Bennett train? He's on this fifth string, the fifth string bandwagon. I. Stetson, Stetson Bennett really upset me on Saturday night. I mean, he he won the job. Okay, if you want to call it, he won the job. Did he win the <laughs> job? He won the job. Well, just, no, for argument's oh sake, <laughs> just for argument's sake, he won he the job. The job. <laughs> One of the big words. Okay, he solidified the position. How about that? He, he had solidified real, um, the starting position. Um, y'all he didn't show. screw himself out of those spots. <laughs> Y'all know that show Keeper Sutherland did on ABC where, like, everybody – he was, like, in the – a part of the White House administration and everybody died in a terrible life became president. Yeah, it doesn't survivor. <laughs> like, that's that's how Stetson Bennett became the Georgia quarterback. It wasn't a lot of – wasn't a lot of you was chosen for this. It was a lot of everybody in front of you left, so somebody had to do it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm loving these uh, – these – pop culture re- – pop culture references uh, you have for Stetson Bennett. They never end. <laughs> I don't know. Number I don't know one, Matt Saranson. I don't know why I said it had in my bag, in my reference bag, but it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm sorry, Chris, continue. No, you good. I'm going to say this about Bennett. He had his moments on Saturday. He did. He looked good at some points. He looked like both picks at other times. Um, I mean, I don't – what do you what do you expect from a fourth string quarterback? I mean, he did his job through three games and he did it well, and then he gets on the big stage against an elite offense. I'd say a defense riddled with elite players, but not necessarily an elite defense on the Alabama side. But I agree with that. I'm I think it's time to I'm ready for JT Daniels. That's what I'm saying. I'm ready for JT Daniels. I'm not even mad at Bennett right now. The person I'm most mad at is uh, Jamie. If he didn't opt out, who knows? We could have had a different outcome right. on Saturday. How did that man look but, at his own health? The nerves. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, if it was if it was me, I'd probably do the yeah, same I, thing. I was about to give you. I was about to give you a tip of the cap because I thought you were going to say you're really mad at Kirby Smart 
and the reason why you should be mad at yeah, Kirby Smart that's what I that was is because, going. yeah, Kirby Smart didn't learn the golden rule apparently from Nick Saban. And Titus, do you know what the golden rule is? You play your best players. Doesn't matter. You got a fifth-year senior out there and a freshman who's better than him. You play your best players. And I think Kirby Smart, he's been very secretive. I wouldn't say secretive. It feels like it's secretive, though, because we haven't heard much coming out of the Georgia camp about JT Daniels at all. But when it comes to his status and how he's looking in practice, he's not saying anything. He's just sticking to his cards of, yeah, we're going to be playing Stetson. You know, I came away from that game. I'm still impressed by Stetson. And what I think part of it is is because – do you feel some liability? Do you feel some guilt or responsibility that you have to start this dude and give him another chance? Which I understand. I'm really – I can see it, and I wouldn't be too mad about it just because you are facing Alabama. And so I think Kirby Smart is very well aware of what Setson was climbing an uphill, you know, battle that whole game. But he goes down – Setson goes to Georgia as a walk-on, leaves, goes to JUCO, and I'm sure Stetson could have gone to some smaller school and played quarterback or been in competition for it if he wanted to. And Kirby's like, hey, man, I'll give you a scholarship. Come back to Georgia. If you compete, I'll give you a chance. And so he feels like he's got to stick with Stetson because he brought him back to Georgia. That's not a good yeah. move, in my opinion, <laughs> to <Yes>. do that. <laughs> On the um, JT Daniels thing, I was in the. I have this habit where when teams are having uh, epic collapses or just um, failures of of epic proportions, I like to visit that team subreddit and see what the fans are saying. Get the pulse of the nation, you know. It's mainly just for laughs, so I can find funny screenshots of people's anger because I laugh at their tears. Um, but I went to the Georgia subreddit, and a lot of people in there were saying that JT Daniels just got the brace off his knee like this week. So I yeah, he, still just not. He was cleared what two weeks ago? Yeah. After that Arkansas game, but right, he still right. hasn't been in contact in practice. Yeah. Like they're trying to ease him into it, but I mean he's cleared, he's moving good, he's he's back to his old self, but they just they still haven't put him in any situations where he can get hit. Right. And right. I think that's what they need to put him in trash is- time, which. We won't have any games coming up with trash time. Is this his last year of eligibility? Is he graduate tra- transfer? JT? Uh, JT? No, he yeah. uh, he's a junior. Yeah, Jamie was a graduate started... transfer, I think, right? Yeah. Jamie that's right. Was. That's right. Thinking about, sorry to cut in, thinking about the whole being mad at Jamie Newman thing, just now realizing or that setting in that he is a graduate transfer, I don't think you'd be really mad about that because, A, well, you know, the whole health thing. But, B, too, if if this this is one last year of college eligibility and he's got to make most of it, I don't blame him for stepping out of the season because, you know, who knows what would have happened with the season. And – Right. So, yeah, I don't – yeah, just go back, try to get back to normal a little bit so you showcase your talent in the proper right. ways, I guess. But, um, yeah, so with the whole JT Daniel thing, though, I didn't know that. He just got his – uh, even though he just got his brace off, yeah, Kirby pretty much said – I thought he said after week one, which was Arkansas, right? 
EFX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is, I do question that. Why would he say, yeah, he's ready to go? Or, you know, he's ready now. But, yeah, he's just now getting a knee brace off. Yeah, I feel like it's like they've been real quiet about it. Cause they kind of play us up to the vest. Like, we didn't know what was up with Eason for a while either. It was like, is he okay? Is he not okay? Like, what's going on over there when he got injured? Yeah. Yeah, I was in the article I was reading pretty much was just – it was saying that about how – it's pretty much talking about Kirby's loyalty yeah. and, to how weird it is. You know, it's hard to get anything from that camp, even harder than from Alabama. Right. Uh even Alabama's become more transparent and what's right. going on with their injuries and player status. But yeah, that's one thing Kirby, I think Kirby's, he's just got, dude, we, y'all got rid of Mark Rick because he had a loyalty problem. Okay. Which is nothing against the dude. He's a great, I mean, I think he's a great guy and that just comes with it is, um, you know, it's hard to be successful and be a great guy at the same time when it comes to a lot of things, especially the football world. So you know, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta do what's best for the team and to get a dub. Yeah, and the other thing that I want to say is like, in general, I feel like Georgia when they got when they lost that lead, like they immediately went to panic mode offensively. When really, yeah. like, I don't know what it is this is weird where Alabama's run defense is not strong. I don't know what's up with that, but like. When George was running the ball, I'm like, okay, they're kind of making things happen there on the ground a little bit. I know Ole Miss pulled, had, what, 7,000 rushing yards on Alabama, even though Lane had all the signs, Lane had all the signals or whatever. Um, but I know Ole Miss had a lot of rushing yards. So it's like, run the ball, and then they put ball sets in his hands. And that's the thing. You gotta, if you're going to play your little, your little Matt Saracen, you can't make Matt Saracen win the game for you. All right? That's not what you need to be trying to do. Right, yeah, you gotta like well, make it easy on him, and I feel like they kind of put him in bad positions at the same. They put him in positions he can't he can't thrive in, realistically. I, I understand why Kirby relied on Stetson like he did because when me and Chris were kind of doing our break breakdowns of the game, what we think might go, you know, what should happen or might go, we did our keys and my keys for Georgia's success on the offensive side as well as Chris's was. Which he had the running game, uh, you know, being involved more, which I did too. But that was only to, you know, bring the secondary up, bring the linebackers up, and you know, try to air the ball out more. Yeah, go over the top, right? And yeah, yeah, because our secondary is the weakest link. But um, when it comes to the running thing too, I guess we'll we'll probably get into that a little later. I haven't quite figured that out yet. I think. I did, going back and watching the game a little bit. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, just, like, first half. But I think I kind of identified what's going on there. But at the same time, when you're just expecting our secondary to be trash, I don't blame them for going air. Because that's that's the success Kirby has had in the past with Fromm and – well, just Fromm pretty much. Wrong. But, yeah. yeah. Wrong. So, Chris, while you're watching that game – Against Alabama. We were watching that game, and Stetson Bennett was falling apart tragically in the Shakespearean tale of Stetson Bennett. Um, did you think at any point, dang, I wish I had a quarterback I could trust. I wish we had, like, a like a Justin Fields-type character on the field right now. That would help. Did you, did you, Justin did you think Fields that never popped my mind. Fields never came across my mind, but I really? did wish that, yeah. What a lie. I don't what know. a lie. <laughs> <laughs> 
up against Fields, what he's doing at Ohio State is incredible. Like, he's doing good at their program. I just, I mean, I got suckered on to that Jake Fromm bandwagon, and I was part of his fan club, I guess you'd say. Look, Fromm, it's it's the same thing. We want to compare Stetson Bennett and Fromm. Stetson Bennett and Fromm do way better when they're throwing less than 25 passes. Our, our, that is not Kirby's M.O. to throw the ball 40 times in the game. So, yes, to answer your question, at some points I did think, damn, sorry, I cussed. Oh, well, get over it. Uh, that, was light one. that was a PG cuss word. It's okay. You can uh, get yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So can I say, like, shit, too? I see that. See, that's, that's moving into PG-13, our territory. <laughs> now we gotta put the explicit right, cool. tag. Now we gotta put the e tag on the podcast. Now we gotta put the explicit tag on it. See what you did. No, made more work for us. <laughs> that new that new sound uh that new sound app I got though for editing um it comes in handy though with the bleeps. So oh, word. that's beautiful. Yeah, fire away, Chris. Go ahead and express yourself. <laughs> to answer your question, yes. At times, I I just sat there and thought, what the what is Stetson Bennett doing, especially on that, what was that his third interception, where yeah. he threw it. Just, I mean, he was scrambling, and if he if he aired the ball out another fifteen yards, he could have had Cook down the sideline for a TD, but he just threw it in the middle of three or four Alabama players. Yeah, it was and at terrible. that point, I, yeah, at that point, I started thinking, you know, if Jamie Newman didn't opt out, we probably could have won this game. Given I haven't seen Jamie Newman play. But the athletic ability, the ceiling is only so high with Stetson Bennett. Correct. Like, I mean, you can only you can only climb so high on offense when you have a quarterback who, I guess, what you like to say, really doesn't belong. Or it's kind of like a stray dog that just wandered in. That's harsher than anything I've said about him, actually. But I like it. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was about to say, when did he ever say yeah, that? I, but... I don't think I want that far. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with me and, like, the way college football has changed is it's very hard to win at the highest level without an elite level, like a pro prospect at quarterback. Like, it's not a thing that's yeah. really happening anymore. I feel like Kirby's still trying to do that because he still has that kind of old mindset, which isn't working anymore. I mean, yeah, and that's what kinda, every top team has a quarterback that's probably going to be, like, looked at at some point in the draft, right? Yeah, and, and that's what I've come to uh, – yeah. sorry, go ahead. You're good, you're good. I was rambling. Go ahead. No, I, I came to that conclusion this weekend. I, I was holding on to the belief this year, especially with as well as our defense has played, that defense mm-hmm. can still win championships. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and change that to say defense can win championships with the assistance of an offense. Yeah. Like, uh, every, the, everyone the, now is saying offense strictly wins championships. Yeah, they can. Like, if you score 70 points a game, you're probably going to win every game. But right. I still hold – like, I still want to believe. Like, I guess it's the old school in me. No, I think it's about – Yeah, I think it's about timely defense wins championships, right? Like, your defense got to make plays at the right time. You yep. can't be exactly. giving up points. You, you got to be able to get a stop when you need a stop, right? Like, and that's what is more so now than like, okay, we can put this great offense against this great defense and get away with it. These offenses are too good. The game plan is the offense too sophisticated. The rules are too much in their favor for you to just go out there and think you're going to shut an elite level offense down that doesn't have a blatant hole. Like, even those, that Clinton team, 
um, the post, I keep forgetting his name, Kelly Bryant. Like the Kelly Bryant to the team. Great team. Quarterback obviously flawed. They couldn't do anything. Alabama with Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. Um, he actually made his play Sunday for the Eagles. That was nice to see. It's interesting to see him, you know, do some nice things. He made a super smart play at one point, too, which I was very impressed by. But, um, like, Jaylen, the Jalen Hurts team with Alabama, very great great team, of course. Everybody knew he couldn't throw the ball deep. So, he's making throw the ball deep to see what happens. Now, even though you know what his flaws are, they still put up, what, 30-something against Clemson in that championship they lost? Yep. Like, you just got to be able to – you got to make plays at the right time. If you got elite level – there's so many elite level athletes to where, like, the defense has to be timely, not just – not shut out against against great teams. Yeah, well, um, speaking of that, yeah. what was big for Alabama really is because, I mean, Georgia, that, the momentum swung completely in their direction. Alabama gets the ball first, very first play, hit Mac Jones, um, pretty much, you know, forces an interception, turn right. around, third play of Georgia's possession. It's, you know, that could have been just a batted down ball, but we got lucky and because of the awareness of our uh, linebacker, he turned around and that ball was right there for him to grab. And so, uh, the, you know, those are just like key def- defensive plays like that you've got to have right. where they seem fluky, but they're just very timely when you need yeah, them. Yeah, you got to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Alabama's always and Alabama's always been good at that. Like, the years they've won sure. championships is the years that they've gotten – key takeaways or have drawn key penalties on guys um, on offense mainly. And they developed a lot on Saturday. Um, it's impossible to guard uh, <laughs> Jalen Waddle without holding him. So, yeah, they got, uh, yeah, two, that's just... they got two pro prospects that received after sending two to the NFL last year. Not a lot of teams. Bro, we got three. That. We got three. You can't forget Ooh, Mechie, bro. Mr. Pro, I mean, I thought he was a friend. What is what is he right now? I'm sorry. He's a solid. I know Smith and Waddle like older and like in the draft now, right? They'll like, maybe draft next year, right? Yeah, yeah. Waddle's a um okay. junior. Smith is a yeah. senior. And yeah, Mechie is not draft him. Like a sophomore. Okay, yeah. yeah so I, I gotta watch tweet. one more year of him. Yeah. Yeah, but him. you know, yeah, you know, he'll be a pro, pro, prospect though. Yeah, for He's sure. Good. For sure, for sure. And even Joy has a couple of those guys. Just like they don't have, they didn't have enough. Um, now nah, I got good news for you, Chris. I'm done slandering you. Know, I have good news for you. I would love I mean, to hear some good news. The only tough game you schedule is Kentucky, so that's nice. Ah, uh, I don't know. Well, Florida. No. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I don't. Not, I don't believe in Florida at all. Florida's been down so I long. Th- Florida's been fake good for so long. I just don't trust them. <laughs> I yeah, uh, no, I completely good for like four years. <laughs> yeah, good for like four years. I'm good. I'm good on that. But yeah, yeah um, the schedule. So that's only it's, it's only a tough game left. Next to that weird South Carolina thing, but Kirby's not Mark Rick, so you guys kind of handle South Carolina for the most part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's so still that's, that's there's the still going to be a team out there that's like a gotcha team that has the potential. And it's not Kentucky yeah. or Florida. It's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be. Watch. It's you, gonna be Mississippi State. No, no, no. It's, it's y'all's trash, turn. Though. Like they're legitimately garbage. I know, and I'm so glad Otter said on the first, or Levi said on the first episode that he was on that bandwagon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that ended quickly, yo. That that that. Let's my Mississippi Mike Leach hype died so fast. It's crazy. 
AJ uh, Costello, get out of here. Trash. Oh, he's over Costello? Yeah, Costello. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that Costello. Bad. It's all that interceptions. So bad. Yeah, he does, what if he, he has twice so as many picks now? Twice as many picks as PDs now? Uh, yeah, that's a ridiculous that amount. Right. Yeah. That's an uh, impressive stat line. We're in the Auburn. Is, I like the fact that we're in the Auburn is trash year. And because now I'm still going to save the job. And Auburn fans are going to treat themselves in thinking that he's hey, still a good coach. I'm here for Alabama going 11 and 0 and us dropping that last game so we can ensure Gus sure another, gets another. another. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make sure Gus carries out that contract. If not, get another extension. Doesn't, doesn't Gus have some weird thing where he only beats Alabama in years where he's ranked? Like, Nick Saban only loses to ranked Auburn teams? Is that, isn't that the thing? It may be. Were they ranked? Like, the I, thought last like top, I thought it was like top. I thought, I thought I saw a stat there that like top 10 Auburn teams beat Nick Saban or something like that. I thought it was something random. I can't remember. They weren't top 10 though last year, were they? I don't know what they were last year. Let me, they, let may, they may have been. Yeah, I'm on FBS schedules right now. Let me let me pull up last year's. It shouldn't be too difficult. Oh, not FBS schedules. Oh, okay. They changed the site up. I haven't, I haven't been on the site forever. I use FBS schedules like once every two years. Here we go. Um. <laughs> Let me let me find it. Uh, twenty nineteen. I'm on it. They. They don't have their rank up there. Oh, they finished nine to four. So they probably um, weren't. They probably. Just want to say. Right now, I have uh, college football live on the TV. Um, mm -hmm. They are talking, or they were talking about, I don't know what they were saying, but they were talking about, uh, is this a year of running back will win the Heisman? And um, I've been saying since the middle of last season that Najee Harris is winning the Heisman this year. So, you know, I'm going to gloat on that one if I'm right. That's fair. We'll allow it. You know, I don't respect the offensive player. You know, how I feel about the offensive player of the year award. <laughs> I thought you called it the quarterback award. It was. The announcement is like offense player of the year. It's like, ah, it's got to be on offense. So, um, Najee impressed me big time. Just like, the thing with Najee, I noticed, Najee, not only that, I mean, he's a workhorse for sure, but he's so patient. Like, his patience is what gets in those extra five yards almost every time. Yeah, I think, um, one thing Le'Veon Bell needs to get credit for is how he, like, has a bunch of – he developed a bunch of super patient runners that came after him. Because he was the first guy who, would like, had that kind of footwork where he would literally stop in the middle of a run and then accelerate. And now it's, like, commonplace to see that. And I think he needs to get his credit for um for making that making that the standard for running backs now. Levi, yeah. do you agree with that? Yeah, I kind of felt – Nah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I feel like we've yeah. seen that from – he's the most successful to do it. I wouldn't say he's the Yeah, like he's the one that, that I feel like really brought to the like everybody, to do that. I feel like he really brought to the forefront. He'd be like, every single run, you would see it be like, okay, he's done, and then he'd just get five yards. And he's like, oh, yeah. excuse me then. I apologize. Yeah. Somebody who I thought was really patient as well, even though his talent didn't transition well into the NFL, but it worked beautifully in college was uh, Trent Richardson. I thought he was very good sitting back, watching the hole develop, 
and uh you know just blasting through it when it was his time to do it yeah um yeah but i think it was one more, was it one more, i think it was one more thing i want to get on oh yeah auburn is trash now and i'm kind of happy to see it because they we already i'm glad we got the auburn monster out of here already before their fan base got out of hand i'm glad they're out of here yeah uh, well you know did you, what do you think about them uh you know they're on twitter calling for hugh freeze <laughs> you know that right <laughs> Oh man! Imagine when Hugh Freeze coached a football team. Yeah, uh, the imagine one time, the one time Hugh Freeze was successful, he literally basically got the program. He basically got the program shut down, like within yes. two years. He wasn't even good at cheating. All right, and that's like number one thing you have to be good at as a college football coach is figuring out how to cheat and get away with yeah. it. He didn't even know how to do that. He didn't even master that part. And now he's at Liberty coaching from hospital beds. And I don't know if he got that. From hospital beds. I don't know if he's still calling that phone number he was calling that they found out about when he was at Ole Miss. Remember that? He was yeah. On that, he was on that hotline. That um, hotline bling. Yeah, so I was on the hotline uh, bling or not. His OC. His OC was on that hotline. Falwell probably, Fall probably gave him the, the new strippers. number. Falwell probably gave him the new number. <laughs> uh, hey, 4-0 at Liberty, though, this year. Yeah. Just be yeah, serious. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's going to get back to a big job because, I mean, this is the nature of the beast, right? Like someone's gonna give him another shot at it. And yeah, he's but what I go well be. But yeah, but just what's so funny about that is that is so Auburn. I mean, that really just sums up what your oh, football program is absolutely. and what you should think of yourself is that you're trying to get rid of your head coach in order to become more successful, and everybody is on here calling for Hugh Freeze. You can't even shoot higher than Hugh Freeze? That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's the limit. The limit is Hugh Freeze. Yeah. It's, it's, truly, it's truly incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, pretty. yeah. <laughs> and there's one thing I need to tell you, Levi. I need you to get off your SEC elitist high horse. I heard – I listened to the show. You did with uh-huh. Hungry Braxton. Salute to both of uh-huh. you. I need you got this elitist high horse because you played – that. Georgia's the only good team you're going to play this year. That's that's the list. It's yeah. Georgia. Yeah. But you're talking about, that. are you referencing to my Clemson take? Yes, yes. You're, yeah. you're in the same position. Yeah, but the thing is, our trash is less trash than theirs is, and their trash is more It's consistent. all going to the dump. It's all going to the same dump. Hey, you know what? I want I want to see Kentucky play Clemson. How about that? They'll die. And I want to see, I want to see Clemson have to face Lane Kiffin all. Uh, and Lane Kiffin offense. Let's see what they Lane do Kiffin on offense. that. Has Lane Kiffin, what's Lane Kiffin? Two and two? Were they two and two? Something two like that. Oh, okay. I think they're one and three. Oh, one and three. Yeah. So yeah, because they, they did not play well last week. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they got beat. <laughs> they were on that Alabama hangover, though. Uh, it's different when you don't have, we don't know everybody, whatever, we don't um have a, have a vendetta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Different type of football with no vendetta. So yeah, as you got the hours. I'm glad also, you brought that up. Yeah. Oh, go no, ahead. No, good. Because I'm about to change subject. I'm about to rechange subject before I get off. Okay. I, I was going to bring up Lane Kiffin earlier when you were mentioning the whole, you know, asking Chris if he missed Justin Fields or was he thinking, yes. oh, we could really use the Justin Fields here. So yes. that kind of shows, even though I think there was defensive improvement over the week. And we did things better. What switches it all up is the scheme, man. Like, uh, Alabama, we weren't 
able to stop the run. We weren't able to stop anything because Lane Kiffin kept us on, on our on our heels with a lot of misdirection. And knowing that you have a mobile quarterback who can take off and run at any second also changes your defensive scheme up a lot. So when you got a you know five foot eleven dude out there who is mobile, but you're not worried about that, um, yeah, it you don't have to be you can go all out at him. If you get what I'm saying, you don't have to right. hold yeah, back. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hold back the leashes. For sure, for sure. Um, and that's I'm I'm glad you said that because honestly, they didn't even let loose of the leashes. All they did, I noticed, all the defensive line did for Alabama was sit back, eat up blocks, and as soon as Stetson Bennett cocked back, they threw their hands up in the air. Yeah, but I really didn't what, think there was that much do. pressure. They were playing the bat the ball. They were playing the bat the ball down game with the with the five seven quarterback. It was kind of mean, yeah. honestly. I was like, oh, yeah, you little got a chance. The, the it's like that SNL skit. <laughs> it's like that SNL skit when Peyton Manning goes out onto the football field with a bunch of like six year olds. Right. The opposite of that. <laughs> it's like the six year olds well, are trying to well, throw on Peyton Manning. <laughs> but dang what was I going to say um, I was trying to butt in and I forgot um, good oh that's what if you watch Alabama um, like if you just watch our front line every year defensively dude we do not get to the quarterback that much we do we do bring pressure off the edges and we are able to um you know, breakthrough sometimes, but we're not a big sack giving team. That's what we do is that we, we're just good at penetrating and we really kind of, it seems like we prefer the offensive linemen and we to stay on them and we just try to drive them back in order to make the pocket smaller or plug up those, uh, plug up those holes. Because a lot of times teams get beat when the defensive line is able to penetrate the offensive line and you know, the running back goes in the other direction. So in order to keep everything lateral and uh, keep things, you know, just up the middle or plug the gaps, that's what Alabama does. They, they're just really patient on the line. So yeah. y'all pretty much played in – Georgia pretty much played into our game. I mean, that's what, that's what right? I mean, that's what happens every year, yeah. Kirby's always done it three times consecutively. Like, you think at some point he'd do something different to figure it out. But nah, not Kirby. Kirby is determined. Uh, yeah. Last thing, um, thank y'all for getting me on here, as always. Y'all have a good rest of the show. Um, and also, no Levi, you're, you're getting – I just want to pre-warn you that you're getting jumped tomorrow about something you said on the live show. Me and Josh are going to jump you about it, just so you know. What I said. On the show you did with Braxton. Uh, we see what you're doing with this. We see what you're doing with this practice. We see you trying to take this skip Bayless route with Pat Mahomes, and we just, we're not having it. Oh, I thought that was a nice take I had. It was a terrible take, and I'm going to explain to you why tomorrow. Oh, okay. It was truly horrible. Yeah, I'm going to explain to you tomorrow, though. Wait, I don't think it was but we horrible, see it. though, because I left myself that out. I said I can go ahead and retort what I'm about to say with that the dude has been touched by the hands of God and has amazing athleticism see, and is able to play pull amazing plays out we've never seen. But at the same time, can we question this? See, that's not even the out I would have used, though. I had a different out. I was like, because I was listening and I was arguing with you while I was listening. Because, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm sure I was arguing with you while I was listening. 
And I was like, I wonder what Al he's going to use. And it wasn't even out I would have used. So we'll address it tomorrow. Though. What was out you were going to use? Oh, okay. I'll tell you tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chris? Yes, sir. Keep your head up, bro. There are similar, similar or better days ahead. No, my head. Oh, it was maybe, a disappointing. Maybe. Georgia fans should accept the fact that because they haven't had a championship since what, 1980 something, that maybe just a nine one program. And that's okay. It's okay to be a nine year program in a state full of still full of elite level talent. That's okay. You know, I did have I did I did get down on Saturday, but I told Otter, sorry, Levi, my prediction <laughs> for the year was Georgia would be two and one against Alabama this season. So I still have some, uh, yes, they'll play in the Natty and the SEC Championship. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) We'll see each other. We'll probably see each other again in the SEC Championship. Yeah, SEC Championship seems realistic unless unless Georgia does one of those weird things where like drop the South Carolina game and then South Carolina wins the East or something random. One of those weird years like, Somebody accidentally makes shit. Makes it might actually be Kentucky's year. It could be. Kentucky. I love those years in the East where somebody like accidentally makes the SEC championship and they just get steamrolled. Mizzou? No, wasn't that Mizzou their first Mizzou. three years? Yeah, yeah. Now, Mizzou, Mizzou, Mizzou join the SEC and be held in the SEC East. Mizzou didn't make a Big 12 championship in their entire history in the Big 12 and went to the SEC and, still- and was there like back to back years. Yeah. <laughs> Was that South Carolina year against against Cam and Auburn that time? I was like, oh, this is random. And they got they got demolished, of course. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. There was the other random Georgia year. Didn't Margaret have a random Georgia year where LSU random out the building? Uh, Wait, that sounds oh, right. Yeah. I can't think of what year that is off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. that is like right. Georgia I think. Got in there randomly and got ran out. Just ran out the building one time. But yeah, keep your head up, Chris. It's gonna be all right. All right, one day. All right. It, it gets <laughs> one day. I promise. Whenever, whenever Salute. the Georgia slash Atlanta drought ends, it's just gonna rain for days. Oh, it is. It I mean, is. Probably not. Probably never. But maybe. <laughs> y'all gotta when that happens. Like y'all gotta play like the Lion King happy song when Simba took over Pride Rock. And like the sun came back because it was a drought when Star Wars came. It's like when, yeah. when, when the Georgia team breaks through, y'all gotta just have have a bunch of happy Lion King music playing and celebrate for days. I feel it could be like that, or the day that finally happens is the day the whole city of Georgia burns to the ground because we don't know Again. what to do with ourselves. The, yeah, the ghost, like, of, the ghost of Sherman came back. Yeah, what do we do? <laughs> the ghost, the ghost of Sherman. And then we go on a march like, to Savannah. Like, yeah, yeah. Sherman comes back and is like, you know what? They get too big for the britches again. Yeah. On fire. One more time. <laughs> One more time. Let's try this again. And another hundred years of darkness falls upon Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I expect. I, I I want the Big Ten to get some love this week, even though. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is my last thing. I'm really out of here. Uh, shout out to the Big Ten for doing the thing about safety and then being so afraid of seven parents on their lawn that they said, you know what, let's not do this anymore. And then being even more afraid that they're like, you know what, y'all ain't got to wear a mask on the sideline. It's okay. 
Don't do anything. So yeah, shout out to the Big Ten for backtracking faster than Darrell Reeves in his prom. <laughs> Salute to y'all for that. Wait, are they uh playoff eligible? Uh, I don't. I don't think the Cosmo committees worked out how they're gonna do this. That's why they haven't said anything. Like, yeah, I don't think I, I, have any, I don't think they have any idea what they're gonna do with this. They're gonna do it though. <laughs> Ohio State's you gonna go to, undefeated, right? and they're gonna put them in there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you and Ohio State will think, probably win the Natty. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird. It's gonna be like I don't even know how you decide who's good. Like I don't know how the AP is putting out these fake rankings every week. They're so dedicated to it. I suppose that AP is dedicated yeah. to our rankings that literally don't matter, don't have any con- any uh consequence. They're dedicated to putting them out even in this year. I respect that. So yeah, uh, good luck to everybody. I'm gonna get out of here. Salute Levi, Chris. All right, man. Appreciate right. it. Yes, sir. Talk to y'all. Have, have a good one. Yes, sir.